Mix in the Dark. Hey, what's up? It's Mai Ying from Mix in the Dark. It's so good to be back and recording because I have been just super busy the past two weeks with school ending. Now I am sitting in my summer vacation. I have a little bit more time for my podcast. So first, I want to give a quick shout out to all of my listeners from California. I am currently sitting in Sacramento, California for a few weeks to visit my in-laws. Sacramento, California is actually my top four cities that listens to Mix in the Dark. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting me this far. This episode is special to me in a way because it was an episode that I have been waiting to publish for about a year now. Two of the writers in this episode have also been waiting for about a year to hear their stories released. And remember that just because your story is released a little later does not mean that I do not appreciate the work you put into writing and sending me your stories. Unfortunately, the downside to all of this is that if your story is a tad short, it takes a while for it to be released because I am waiting for similar stories to pair it with. I do want to highlight story number two. I think this story is from a very young girl. Her message to me was very anonymous. It was through a Facebook with no personal information displayed. If you are listening to this episode, I suspect that you are a medium. Please have conversations with your parents or a shaman about this and see how they can support you. Unfortunately, I do not have resources for you. For any mediums listening, I would love to interview you and have a conversation with you one of these days to better understand mediumship. I also want to note that I am used to recording in a small room that is padded up to filter out sounds. For the next few weeks, my audio quality will be a bit off because I'm traveling and you have to work with what you got. With that said, let's get started on these stories. Please enjoy. Story 1 This story takes place in 2017. I had just broken up with my boyfriend of six years. Being newly single and 21 years old, I went out a lot. I went out basically every day for a few months. I got drunk, hooked up with shady men, and put myself in compromising situations. At this point in my life, other than breaking up with my boyfriend, I had just dropped out of school, I had no job, and I was living at home. To reason with my actions, I told myself I was just living my single life and I was having fun. I didn't want to admit to myself that I was suffering from severe depression at the time and I was only self-medicating with alcohol. One day, I was taking a nap in the middle of the day. I was sleeping on my stomach and I had a strange dream. I had a dream about my cousin. She had been possessed by something. She had to carry around this little hand mirror with her, and she was constantly looking at herself. If for some reason she loses the mirror and is not able to look at herself, she would slowly start to shift into whatever was possessing her. Then the scene shifted. I was in my bedroom, and I could see the open closet doors. The thing that was possessing my cousin stepped out. It was just a little girl. She had long black hair, and she was wearing a black dress. She smiled at me. Her smile was big, too big, but I did not sense that she was evil. She then walked toward where I was sleeping, and she started tickling my back. That woke me up. It wasn't the dream, but the fact that I felt someone tickling my back. I knew for a fact somebody or something touched me, but there was nobody in the room with me. 
I got scared, so I got up and went about my day. For all I cared, I continued going out and being irresponsible. The next morning, after I got home from a night of drinking, I went to sleep on my stomach again. And again, I saw her come out of my closet and touched my back. And again, I felt her hands physically on me, so I woke up. The room was empty. I was alone. I noticed that she only came out when I was sleeping on my stomach, so I tried to sleep on my back as much as I could. I even got my niece to sleep with me for the time being. I told my mom about it. She just thought I was on drugs. I wasn't. After a while, my parents brought our new pastor to our house so that we could meet him, and he prayed for us. His prayer had something specific for everyone in the house. For me, he prayed for the spirit to leave me alone. I never told him about her, but I think my mom did. After that day, I no longer saw her. Although I was raised in a Christian household, my family always had some shaman aspects that we still followed. So I really grew up in this mix of both. The shaman part of me thinks that this girl, whoever she was, followed me home and attached herself onto me because I was very depressed. I was not myself and I knew that. I think she constantly had to look in the mirror because I was constantly trying to look good when I went out daily. The Christian part of me is so grateful that our pastor came to our house when he did, and he asked God to protect me. I am in a much better place now. I am seeing a therapist regularly. I went back to school and finished my degree. I have a full-time job, and I am moving in with my partner. I wish to never be that low again. Something that I've always told myself is that when you reach rock bottom, there's nowhere to go but up. And that's exactly what I did. Story 2 I am a person who does not experience the paranormal much in my life. These stories are told from my perspective. I could be wrong about the whole thing because these events were so bizarre that it seemed like I was imagining it. I had a short time in my life when I became very sick. My parents did everything. They had me try western and mole medicine, but nothing seemed to help. It was so bad, I couldn't even remember if I went to the doctor or not. During the time that I was sick, I couldn't wake up until the afternoon. I was hungry, but couldn't eat. I threw up a lot and my body always felt very weak. When walking, I would have to use the walls to support me. I remember there was this one time I was in the hospital and something strange happened. I couldn't sleep so I begged my dad to take me out before it was time to go to bed. I remember looking out to this large hospital window. It was pitch black outside. I saw a meteor shower and shooting stars flash across the sky. I remember seeing this up close like I was up in the sky. I live in the city. These types of lights do not show. I realize now that this event marks my very first vision. Eventually, my parents called my uncle Gu to visit me. Uncle Gu is a shaman, but not the Oning type. He is the one who can look into things. He can also leave his soul from his body and enter the spirit realm to make negotiations with ghosts or demons to not harm the living. When the reading came back, he explained that my spirit wandered off and got lost on the other side, the spiritual side. 
The weird thing about all of this was that when Uncle Gu came to my parents' home to talk and to perform his ritual, I don't know how it happened, but maybe I was thinking too much or making things up in my head. I started to see very vivid images in my mind, like it was a movie playing through my eyes. There I saw the kid version of me standing on a dirt road. A large cow was blocking my way. I was very confused and wanted to walk to the other side. In my mind, the kid version of me was confused and lost, so I just stood there waiting for that cow to move. The physical me was around 8 or 9 years old at that time. I somehow knew immediately that I did not cross. Instead, I was standing and stuck at the border between the two worlds. I then saw Uncle Ghoul come and grab my hand. I can't remember much of what happened. I do remember that he asked me why I was there. I looked at him confused and shook my head, meaning that I did not know. At that time, I seemed to be in my own world. I then heard Uncle Gu talking to my parents in detail about what happened to me, but I don't know what he said to my parents. After my spirit came back, I got better and I am not sick anymore. I realized that this was my second vision. To tell you the truth, I have lots of visions. Sometimes I see visions that don't even belong to me. The chances of encountering visions like this are very small to me. I don't even know why I see it. Story 3 This is a very sensitive story that I want to share with you all. I grew up in a Christian family, so I was not taught to be afraid of the dark. With that said, while writing out this story, I felt a burning sensation on my right arm. Looking down, I somehow got one single long scratch from my arm all the way down to my elbow. How odd that I got that. I did not scratch myself at all whatsoever. But anyway, here it goes. This odd occurrence happened when I was a child. What I will describe are two major life events that I felt made connections to something that was anything other than human. I was probably around 10 or 12 years old when it occurred. I have five siblings. Since I was the middle child, I had to share rooms with my two younger brothers. They would sleep on a full-sized bed together on one side while I slept on a twin bed on the other side up against the closet. My parents had to take out the closet door to fit my bed's frame, leaving the closet wide open. I slept in that bedroom ever since I was born. I guess you can say that room used to be my parents' room until they made an extension to the house and relocated to the new extension. This became the master bedroom. One school night while I was trying to sleep, I remember that I kept twisting and turning. My eyes were closed, but my mind was wide awake. Suddenly, everything went dead quiet. All I could hear was a high-pitched buzzing sound. That took me by surprise since my bedroom was next to the dining room. I can always hear the fridge rumbling. I opened my eyes, but I was still snuggled in my blanket. I stared out into the dark room. At this time, I was facing the direction of the closet. I then stared at the open space in the closet. As I did, I thought I saw a dark mass hanging from the closet bar. 
I immediately thought that it was probably a winter jacket. But then the dark mass started to shift back and forth as if the wind were blowing it. I thought, weird, the fan was not on, so why was that jacket moving? I kept staring at it and trying to figure out exactly what I was looking at. I stared at it long enough to make out a humanoid figure, seeing both head all the way down to the waist. Within five minutes time, that figure started to slowly turn its body toward me at an incredibly slow speed. That figure was finally facing directly at me. I was frozen in bed. Chills felt all the way down to my toes. My gut quenched almost inside out. I felt sick to my stomach, but I did not sense any fear in me. I don't even remember falling asleep. As far as I could remember, I woke up and it was already morning. I could feel my older brother waking me up for school. The first thing I did was look directly at the closet to try to recall what I saw last night. There was nothing, not even a winter jacket or coat to be seen. I remember getting ill that week. My stomach was always in pain and I couldn't eat anything for days. By the third day, I was groaning in pain. My energy was completely depleted and then everything went blank. All I remember was that all of a sudden, I was rolling in pain by the kitchen doorway. My grandma was there trying to help me. While she was trying to help, I heard cries from her. She was by the back door mumbling something outside and moan. As all of this was happening, I smelled incense burning and sensed the cold breeze from the back door from being open. The next thing you know, I was hospitalized. According to my parents, I went into shock and the color of my skin turned a pale yellow. The doctor said I was malnourished. Unable to speak with anyone, I just kept crying. I was in the hospital for at least a week until the IV gave me enough strength. I finally told my mom at the hospital that my stomach had a sharp pain. Immediately, the doctor suggested that they do an ultrasound since it took too long for an x-ray. They found that my stomach had some type of blockage or infection. According to the doctor, only 5% of children will get this condition, but it is completely treatable. They gave me medication for the condition and I became well very soon after. Once I got home, I noticed that my grandma did not live with us anymore. I asked my mom where did she go. Mom says she went to live with my uncle since she started to feel sick. I was too exhausted to think. I slept for days. Once I was completely healed, I asked about my grandma again. Her condition did not get any better. She was gravely ill. Eventually, she passed away in 2001. It is now present time. I started to listen to Hmong stories more often. As I mentioned, growing up in a Christian family and not really knowing what our ancestors did traditionally, Hmong stories piqued my interest. I listened to Hmong bedtime stories, Lengva and now reaching Mix in the Dark, and pretty much everything else that YouTube throws at me. Why I mention that these two life events were connected is probably because my grandma was not part of my family Christian life. So according to what I think, she may have Fi'ilu Ying. I remember vaguely that on the day that I was sick, I smelled incense and I heard her mumbling something in Hmong. To my understanding, when you fi ying, you are basically asking your ancestors' spirits for help or guidance. People usually fi ying when someone is sick or going through a hard time. If the spirits are successful in helping or guiding you, then you must give them something in return. 
Some people burn joss paper or ghost money to the spirits. Some people may kill a chicken, pig, or cow to feast on and celebrate. The depth of the offering depends on the depth of help that you asked for. I know all this sounds very occult-like or even satanic-like to others, but it's actually a very normal thing in the culture. So during the time, since no other adult was present, no one knew about my grandma's ritual. When she fell sick, that spirit contact was probably pushed to the side, therefore she never completed her side of the deal. She probably asked for me to get better, and I did, but nothing was given in return for the deed. Not saying that my uncle did not love grandma, but I do not recall them ever getting a shaman to help her. I don't know if not completing the task took her life, this is all just superstition. I wanted to bring this up to my mom and talk to her about it, but it usually ends up with me not going to church every Sunday and whatnot. The dark mass, I knew it wanted something from me that night. I believe that because I did not know fear, it probably gave me pain. I want to take this time to thank my grandma for her that day. If she did not do what I think she did that day, I may not have been alive today. Now some of you may think that this dude is just listening to way too many scary stories, but I stand to what I say. I would rather have this mindset that my grandma saved me that day other than feeling completely emptied that she did leave without saying goodbye. One day I wish to meet her again and tell her how much she means to me and to thank her. Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I am your host, Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast series. If you have a story that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at gmail.com. If there's a story that you really enjoyed, feel free to hit up my tip jar on Venmo. Just search Mix in the Dark on the business tab.